Hey, this is Carleone. And this is Logan. And you're listening to The Manifest. And this is our newest episode. What's going on, everybody? This is Carleone. And Logan. And you're listening to The Manifest. Today, we have a special guest. Uh, How do you pronounce your last name? Ruiz. It's Ruiz? Yeah, you could say it like that. Everybody kind of says it how they want. I... I have family that it spells like th- it's spelled like that, and How it's do they say spelled it? Reese or it said Reese. Either one, yeah. Reese, Reese. okay. Ruiz. Ruiz. Yeah, because yeah. okay. so Ruiz. Who, who was it that told me that I was like? <laughs> I felt like I was saying it wrong, and then someone's like, "Yeah, you were." I think and that was Ruiz? me. Was it you? I think Ruiz? it was me. Because yeah. I think it was no, it was your ones. mom. I think your mom said Ruiz, and I was like, "It's definitely not Ruiz." My mom said that. Yeah. <laughs> Sister yeah. Tina, because she could call me whatever she wants. Oh, I love her. That's, that's my so sister. Funny. I love her. That's funny. Okay, so so pronounce it again. Ruiz. Ruiz. Okay, cool. Ruiz. Um, so, yeah, Serena, tell us a little bit about, you know, who you are, where you're from, that type of thing. Okay, well, as you know, my name is Serena. Um, I was born in Los Angeles, California, and I've been raised in the city of Bellflower, California, um, I attend International Pentecostal Church in Bellflower, and it's also known as IPC. My pastor is Dr. Dan Butler and Sister Pam Butler, and they are heroes of mine and two of my favorite Christians. Yeah, I've actually visited this, this church a number of times um, for Bible quizzing stuff and for, I think my dad spoke here a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you were here for that. For what? Like the times your dad has, has spoken here? Um, not the seminars, mm-hmm. but I was here for just one time. I think he was just speaking here okay. or something. That's like cool. that. Maybe he might have been preaching. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, uh, I remember the the first time I I didn't meet you, but I, I, I saw you like, I want to say three, almost three years ago. You, you were, um, it was after some service, and you were singing, and uh, brother, what's Brother Dane Butler's son? What's his name? Logan or Levi? No, no, no. Oh, so it is Dane Butler. Dane Butler, the bass player, uh-huh. right? Yes. Him, May, Miles, and I think it was Miles' dad was up there, and they were all, like, jamming after the service. Mm-hmm. And I, the first time I saw that, and I saw you guys Whoa. were, like, up there doing stuff. I don't even remember that. Really? I uh-uh. actually, oh, man. I wish yeah, I did. This was, like, this, was a, this was, like, a couple years ago. And they, they were just up there jamming. I was like, man, that, that's mm. a really cool band. And at this time, I was going to... Um, uh, Abstock Lighthouse and Barstow, mm-hmm. and so like, it was kind of like it was it was just a progression to see like the different kinds of bands, uh, different kinds of church bands that were in this area. You guys are really really good. You guys had a really awesome service, really great music. I think it was a Sunday night, and you did like a, it was a choir. The choir mm-hmm. had sung, and then after the service, you guys did like a, a little jam session, and it was really cool. Um, but yeah, that was the first time I saw you, and then I don't remember the first time I met you. I gotta be honest, I don't. I don't know. It's probably HYC or something like that. One of these things, huh? Yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah, I always thought you were super talented at singing. Um, that was, I think that's the that's no, yeah, it was uh, it was HYC because my first year here, um, I sort of like I met John David at my first HYC, mm-hmm. and then I sort of met you uh, and the rest of the band. Through him and that type of thing. That's cool. And this was like three, four years ago at that point. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, I just thought you, you were super talented at singing. And then I found out, you know, 
that you went to church here, and then my sister, she started yep. coming to school here. Yep. And um, yeah, I would see her on campus sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, we we decided to have you on because for one, another supporter of the podcast. Most definitely. Um, really cool. Hashtag um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Every every time you know we're at an event, Serena's doing something. She's helping. She's definitely uh, one of the type of people that we want that we want to podcast with because um, she has. A, I feel like she has a lot to say and a lot to give. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go ahead and get into our first sort of question. Mm-hmm. Um, and we 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 thought it'd be interesting to talk a little bit about um, sort of ministry, uh, not ministry, but it is a ministry, mm-hmm. missionary work, because mm-hmm. that's something that I feel like that you um, and I I'll let you speak to it that I feel like um, has been something that's been on your heart. Um, I know that you did a couple of trips. Uh, most recent one was the one to Puerto Rico. Right? right, yes. And that one was like two months, right? Yep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yep. I was just talking to uh, the, oh, I forget her name, Mariah Hussan. And she was telling me about your trip and her trip and all this other stuff. And I was like, two months, though? I didn't know Mariah had done a trip. She didn't do one like that. Uh-huh. She did um, an AYC. AYC. Okay. But I mean, she cool. was comparing the two trips, like yeah. one was two months versus... Yeah, I was like two months. That's a long time. It is. That's a long time. It is. So, sort of, you know, we'll get into your, you know, actual experiences, but sort of tell us about, um, you know, missionary work and that type of thing, from your perspective. Okay. Uh, well, first, thanks for all the compliments and stuff. I just want to give glory to God first. Um, so, my involvement in missions. Yes. Or kind of my heart for missions. Or uh, can you repeat the question? Well, where, wherever you want to start, uh, we're going to talk about missionary work in general. Okay. But like, what does it mean to you? Okay. Um, you okay. Know, why'd you go on this? Why, why'd you go on these couple of last All trips right. and things like that? I got you. Thanks. Um, so for me, missions has always just been embedded in my heart. And it's so funny that it kind of caught me by surprise that the Lord is leading me down this path. And it wasn't until I came home where I was just home and cleaning my room and just God started to talk to me and he started kind of taking me down the memory lane of my life growing up here at IPC. And it's so funny how sometimes we don't even see how God's orchestrating things. So growing up here at IPC, we had um, a couple missionaries from this church, one to Guatemala, um, one to the Punjabis in India, and we would hear their testimonies. And uh, my pastor would teach in Bible schools in Africa and I would hear him teach about or talk about his experiences there and kind of what's going on. So I've, I've always had this um, heart for missions. And whenever we would have missionaries come, I just remember it, those being the most impactful things. I remember having missionaries from China, Israel, ev- just every, every part of the world you can imagine. And I remember um, God reminded me of a time where we had missionaries from the Philippines and they had their video where they kind of show what's going on in the country and they had replayed it during the altar call. And I remember being a little girl and kneeling at the altar and just crying. And as I was seeing photos from um, Holy Ghost Crusades and things like that. And last thing I'm going to talk about is um, we also had Sister Nona Freeman. Are you familiar with her? No, I'm not. So she's a power. She was a powerful, powerful minister. Um, she she probably died like close to 90, right, Brother Steve? Um, cl- like in her 90s, but she had been a missionary to Africa. And in her later years, she evangelized just great, great woman of faith operated in those gifts. And I remember as a little girl, maybe about seven or eight, she came and preached here at IPC. And I remember her talking about her trips to Africa. And I remember her 
preaching about doing everything in the name of Jesus. And at the end of the service, she, she did a prayer line where they, they sat her in one of the minister chairs and literally she laid hands on every member of the church. And I remember being like an eight-year-old girl and her putting both hands on my head and praying over me. And um, it's, so, it's so funny because I didn't think of these things. <laughs> like we don't even right, see yeah. how, how God yeah. sees the bigger picture and um, we, can, we can put ourselves in boxes and we can allow others to try and put us in boxes but really god um god's working in us oh that's so cool yeah so definitely see how it's starting to connect now for you yeah yeah cool that's very very cool and then also just to plug she's for christ this is i don't know why i didn't see like myself going into missions because i I was like a real McCoy four or five times and a lot of those, Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. A lot uh, of those funds go to missions and I, I devoted my teen years to that. So yeah, that's, that's very kind of cool. like my background. That's very cool. Prior to being on the mission field. So do you feel like, do you feel like missionary work like is your calling? Do you feel like that's what you're going to do? Um, well I am 22. So I, I still have a lot of life to live and, it's hard to say like this is the one thing I'm gonna do, but I mm-hmm. I do kind of feel like um, this is the season for that. I'm called to that for this season, and just like every other young person, I'm seeking out the will of God. And if it is what the doors He continues to open, I'm gonna walk through them. Um, but I'll even if I even if I don't end up being a career missionary, I'll always have a heart for missions. I'll always promote missions and encourage others to be participators in it. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so b- all that being said, let's talk about your, your actual, you know, missionary trips. So okay. um, what, how many trips have you done? Because I think you did two in, in the last year, right? I've done two, yep. Okay. One in 2018 and then one this past summer. Okay. Mm-hmm. So sort of talk about your trips, um, the process of how, of how you even got to go, like what, what led you to those trips and then, you know, your experiences from them. What did you take from them? Okay. So I first went to Scotland last year. I did an AYC trip there, and that was about two weeks. And I had first felt the burden to go or the desire to go at NAYC 2017. So they were doing, like, the promotions for that. And after the service, I looked up the destinations to kind of read more about it. And at that time in my life for a few weeks, I had really had this desire to go to Scotland. Like all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I was interested in Scotland and I've hmm. never, never was my whole life. It's hmm. never been like a place I thought about or was interested in going, but I kind of had that desire. And mm-hmm. um, when I read it on the list of destinations, I was like, Scotland is a thing. And I felt just in my spirit, like a confirmation from God, like this is the year you're gonna go on a mission trip and you, you're gonna go to Scotland. Mm-hmm. So I prayed about it and when I came home, I called my pastor, I asked him and he was like, where do you wanna go? And I said, Scotland. And then he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because when you think missions, you think third world country, but yeah. the truth is every everywhere is a mission field. And definitely, um, definitely. Scotland, Europe in general is is a very unique one and they are in need of laborers. So got the approval from pastor. I applied online at the AYC website, I believe. And yep, ended up going in last summer. So that, that was, was last great. that was last summer. Yep. Okay, so take us through how you got to your second trip. Puerto uh, Rico. Yes. Next steps Puerto Rico. This one is uh 
this one's really cool. God blows me away. I love telling this story. Um, I, I was hesitant to share it before everything came to pass, but this is one of the coolest God moments in my life. So January of 2018, I think it was January 12th, I even remember the day, we were having a leadership um, meeting here at IPC, and I hadn't even gone to Scotland yet. I was gearing up for that. I was fundraising for that and in prayer about that. But this particular weekend of our leadership meeting, um, we had an evangelist, Reverend George Guy, come, and he operates like in the gifts and things like that. And he was teaching and preaching. And in the middle of his sermon, he was like, everybody lift up your hands and just start praying in the Holy Ghost. So I did. And as I was praying, I felt like such a clear impression. I didn't hear the audible voice of God, but I knew God had spoken. Puerto Rico. Mm. Just like that. And it caught me off guard. I stopped. And I was like, did I just hear that right? Did I just feel that right? right. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. um, I was like, that's kind of weird, but okay. So I kept praying and not even 30 seconds later, Brother George guy starts to speak again. And he says, a few years ago, I was ministering in Puerto Rico. And I was like, boom, it was that, that just doesn't happen. How do I feel? How do I have this thought Puerto Rico? And then immediately after he starts talking about that. Yeah, so right, I knew right. it was something from God. So I wrote Puerto Rico down. I usually take notes during church and I kept it in the back of my mind. Towards the end of last summer, I had already done Scotland, things like that. And they had released the destinations for AYC 2019. And of course, you know, we have group chats and things of that nature. So all my friends from the Scotland mission trip were texting, did you see the destinations, this, that, which one do you want to go on? So I, I look at what they're going, but I had already known in my heart, if I'm going to do another mission trip, it's not going to be a two-week one. It, mm. I, I had gotten what I needed from that, but I knew if, if God wanted me to do something else, it would have to be more. So read the destinations. They're like, eh, none of these are speaking to me. And one of my best friends had just came back from a Next Steps trip. I have, I have several friends who've done Next Steps, but my friend Jennifer had just come home from going to Sri Lanka. So I just thought, let me just check out, let me just check out where Next Steps is going. So I pull up the Next Steps website. I scroll down. It says the island assignments. I don't even, that doesn't mean anything to me. Mm -hmm. I scroll down. I see New Zealand. Oh, that's cool. Scroll down. It says Puerto Rico. And immediately I remembered something that God had told me six, seven months prior. And I went up to my room, I pulled out that notebook and it said Puerto Rico. And I just, I'm getting emotional thinking about it right now. Um, and I, I knew like it was God's plan for me, something he had told me. And so I went downstairs, I told my mom and I was like, mom, I can't explain it, but I'm going. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so that's how I ended up going to Puerto Rico. Told my pastor and the rest is history. How do you gear up for a two month like trip? Because mm -hmm. like, you know, when you go somewhere, you know, you, you let's say let's say HYC or let's say NAYC, something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, you pack your clothes seven days or four days, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to do a lot of planning besides maybe your clothes. Mm -hmm. But for a two month trip, there are probably a lot of fairs for people who want to go on a trip like this. What advice did you, cause like there are probably a lot of fairs you have to get in order for, mm -hmm. I mean, two months, you know, if it's like job, school, whatever, cause right. we have, we all have a lot of obligations like that. Right. So what would you, so what did you do? And then what would you, you know, suggest to people who would think about going on, on a trip like this? 
Hmm. Well, for me, um, for my journey, it was a little, it was a little bit different because everything just kind of worked itself out in a way because with my former job, it was a student worker position and I was finishing my last year of college. So I was graduating college and then completing my work assignment. So I <laughs> didn't have a school obligation. I didn't have a work obligation. So that one was really, uh, okay. I know that was really the timing wow, of God yeah. where it just okay. awesome. flowed perfectly. Wait, wait, um, wait so cool. this is, this is, uh, this was this summer then? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yep. Okay, cool. Graduated in May. Okay, and gotcha. literally a week later, it was like seven to ten days I was on a plane to Puerto Rico. Wow. So it, okay. it was a lot happening fast. It was okay. very much a whirlwind season, yeah. Yeah, so your situation might be very different. Yep. Uh, did you hear anything from your friends or something, something like that? Or friends who went on this trip um, to pre- for them to prepare for this two-month journey? Did they mm-hmm. have to do something different? Did, did you hear anything about what they might have had to do? Um, well, to my knowledge, they, they just had to request the time off from work. And, of course, everybody's scared about that. Like, Definitely, yeah. We need finances to survive. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You never know how someone's going to take it. But um, for them, I think they just had to ask for the time off and have they had to have that courage and step out on faith. And sure enough, yeah. they it was granted to them, and God permitted them to be there in Puerto Rico as yeah, well. Yeah, and I guess... Um, if it's God's will, then it'll work itself out. Mm-hmm. Um, what, I mean, you don't have to get in specifics because I know it's, everyone's trip is a bit of a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what, ca- what can you give us as far as like what you took away from those trips? Um, as far as like, cause I know my sister went, she went to Zambia. Oh wow. Um, and That's then awesome. she went, I, I think she's done two. I don't remember. It's either one or two, but hers was, uh, and then you're, and then Shalom did one. Yeah, she went um, to Rotan. Yeah. And so I know everyone's experience is a little bit different, but my sister, I got to be honest, she did come back changed. Like, mm-hmm. she started, because I think she took it when she was, I want to say either 17 or 18. It probably was 18, because she just turned 19, like, the yeah, other day. Yeah, she was, she was mm-hmm. 18. Yeah. And I, she just got, from that trip alone, she just became more and more mature. Mm-hmm. I could literally see it in her in her personality. She started taking church serious. She tried, started taking uh, ministry serious. And yep. so, like I said, for everyone, it's a little bit different. What I mean, like I said, without getting too personal, mm-hmm. what can you share from your trips that might have, um, that might inspire someone else who's listening? Uh-huh. Well, there was a, a phrase that I, I heard when we were doing um, our workshops in Puerto Rico, and it was, uh, exposure breeds burden. So definitely being exposed to different elements, different lifestyles. I um, like that, yeah. Yep, it, it breeds a burden because we get so caught up in our own worlds, our own social media. What what? It's everything here in the States, and when you're just accustomed and locked into your own culture, it, we're very um, self-oriented. Yeah. We're Definitely. very ego, yeah. and and when you go on, on to missions or just in ministry in general, it's not. It's it's denying self. It's it's serving, and it's not. What do I need to do today for me? It's what do I need to do today for this this country, this land. Um, so, for my first mission trip to Scotland, I will say um, the first thing I or like the main message that I got from that personally was 
um, to love God and to love others. And Jesus even said the greatest commandment is to love the Lord, the, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all yeah. thy soul, with all thy strength, right? Mm-hmm. And and then he said, secondly, is to love your neighbor as you as you love yourself. Yes. And so it's kind of just a you're living that, you're you're learning that, you're you're seeing the lifestyle of two people who who leave their everything that they know, their comfort, and just for, for the kingdom. And it's humbling. And um, on my second trip, I'll say that the, the greatest thing I gained from that is um, not only should we love God and love others, but we need to be laborers also. We need to be serving. We need to be working and doing all that we can because um, the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Definitely. And yeah, that's yeah. you and me. Mm-hmm. And that's one of our main purposes here. Real quick. Yeah. Don't mean to cut you off, no, but I had a question while you were mentioning something. So do you feel like these, because I don't know how it was set up. So the people that took you on these trips, were they missionaries themselves already? Mm-hmm. Or were they just sort of your your, your guides? Like I know Brother Weezar, uh does does some does things like this where he takes groups. Um, I'm not sure what, what the organization is, but I think it might be. Um, AYC or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, but I know he's done something. Oh like yeah, that. he he has a chaperoned AYC yes, trips. Yes, yep. So so are you so, guys taken by an actual minute like missionary, missionary or? Uh huh. So with AYC, you're under, and with Next Steps, you are under missionaries of that particular country or region. Okay. But then with AYC, they're chaperones to help kind of. Ah, uh, okay, you know, okay. That makes sense. Take care of them, and so they get district um, presidents to help chaperone. And then with next steps, there's not um, so much chaperones, but you're you're under the missionaries. And then if there's aimers, associates, I think it's associates and missions. Um, if if they're aimers, then they're kind of helping guide you as well. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're working directly with missionaries. Okay, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Okay. Yep. So did that just like you said earlier? You know dive in a little bit more seeing how they worked and what they did mm-hmm. um did that give you a good like a be- oh, not a good but a better understanding of what it was like to be a missionary and is that absolutely you know I, and I also wonder is that what people you know is that what people go there for as well is to see how it actually would be done so that yep. way when they get into it this is what it might be like the sacrifices you have to make yep. um the things you have to do um i wonder if that's what people go there for as well yeah, I think everybody goes on missions for different reasons, but some of some of them are because they they want to travel or they they want to see what it's like to be a missionary or they kind of have this interest. And so when you go on an AYC trip, you're you're kind of getting your feet wet. You're kind of looking around. You're kind of getting a feel for the waters. And then when you go on a next steps trip, you're getting a little bit deeper. Like mm, you're participating. Okay. You're there longer. You're you know you're connecting with people more. Mm. Um, so yeah. Did that answer Are they, question? Yes. So the next step thing is that, was that designed to go after? Yep. Oh, okay. Okay. That, okay, that makes yep. a lot of sense mm-hmm. now. Yeah. So it's you do the, the next step. The next yeah. step. Oh, the, the next step. step. And then <laughs> it, it's kind of, it bridges the gap from yeah. an AYC trip to being an aimer. Okay. Okay. And what's, is, and what's an aimer? So aim is associates and missions. And that is, uh, you can be a short term missionary. And you basically sign a contract for either two months to two years to help serve and aid missionaries in a particular country or region. Ah, mm-hmm. Okay, oh, that's cool. so it's kind of like helping you get there. Because say you went on a, say you went on an AYC trip or have this burden for missions, and it's like how. So um, 
aim is cool. I heard Brother Poitras, he's the director of short-term missions and education for the UPCI. One of their main goals in the UPCI organization right now is just to get as many laborers, as many young people on the field as they can. Hmm. Yeah. Making yeah. it more accessible. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think missionary work is, I, I, like I said, I was talking to uh, Mariah Hoonsan um, mm-hmm. last week. And she was talking about her burden, about, you know, her missionary. I think she went to um, someplace in France. Okay. Someplace in France. Because um, she was talking about them speaking uh, French. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, so, yeah, she was talking about her, her, her burden and, and the things that she saw. And like I said about my sister, they both felt something, you know, changing them when they came back. And I feel like um, even if you don't want to be a missionary – or, or yeah. that's not what you feel like you're called to do. I still feel like going on a trip like that yeah. would still help you. I think everybody should yeah. do it, even if you don't feel the call to missions. I think it's so um, it develops you like in an incredible way. Or you just you go to help, but you get invested in, and you end up growing. It's really it's really incredible. And I wish I could. I wish I had the answers to describe why, but it's hard to. Um, again, I think just taking you out of your own little four corners like your own little box it it's amazing like going to a mission field is incredibly convicting because we are so spoiled here like even in scotland no they're not a a third world country but spiritually they're like a third world country there's not there's not a lot of faith there people don't people don't have a sense of spirituality it's europe is very tradition based there's a lot of different like oppressions and people claim to be either um, Catholics or Protestants, right. not practicing by any means, right, but they right. just hold these titles or there's like dabbling in witchcraft or just atheism, period. So it's very spiritually dead. So people aren't suffering per se, like in the natural, but in the spiritual, there's just this dryness. Yeah. And yeah. so they, they need a lot of help. And then even in Puerto Rico, where there it it is a little bit more humble humbler I could say okay. I'm not gonna say it's third world status entirely but right, right. it's it's very humble compared to here in the states um, and something so profound for me was that there's nothing physically attractive about going to church in Puerto Rico most of the time um, majority of the churches don't have AC small buildings like just uncomfortable seating sometimes mm-hmm. there's no there's no um, instruments or they don't have singers really and it's we're, we're just spoiled here and it's Definitely. convicting like yeah. the reason they sit in these hot buildings and dance for hours is because the, the one thing that truly is important is in the room and it's yeah. the spirit of god yeah. amen um i really i really love that about um because my my uh, you know i think everybody's been on a mission trip but me and my family my dad went to africa he went to I think Nigeria or something like that for like, for like a month or something like that. And this was a while ago. And he was talking about, you know, the fact that just like you were just mentioning, you know, all the things that we have, we feel like make our churches better. Mm-hmm. You know, when you start to really break things down, it's like they don't have all these great, amazing lights, exceptional yeah, talent, they don't have AC, all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, guest services, whatever, right, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah, coffee yeah, shops, yeah, yeah. you know, all the, all yeah. the hip stuff that's in right now. Yeah. All the really, Smoke machine. All I don't the know. really <laughs> awesome stuff. Seriously. <laughs> but at the end of the day, they, they still have the spirit of God there, which, you know, we, I think sometimes we take it for granted. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing. And as long as you have that, 
you know, you may not have the fancy lights and the light show and the crazy awesome guitar solo and, mm-hmm. you know, all those type of things. But um, he could really see the heart of the people is, is yep. how my dad really described it. kind of like back to the basics, like seek and save the lost. Yeah, exactly. Very true. Very true. Um, let's talk about, we got a little extra time here. Let's talk about one of your other passions, um, music. Okay. <laughs> um, this is, look, this is not on our docket at all, but I just no. thought it'd be interesting to bring up. Okay. Um, when did you start singing? Uh, always. <laughs> always. Um, okay. But I'll probably say like about four. Okay. About four. So whoa. you sing. Yeah. You say whoa. I said whoa. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do you play any instrument? I I can play piano a little bit. Okay. Yep. Cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. But mostly singing. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And yes. I feel like I see you singing like literally everything. Like literally yeah <laughs> that's crazy yeah like everywhere we go it's like oh there's serena oh there's serena hey, anytime we're like i wonder who's doing the music this year and i don't know but i bet serena's singing yeah definitely, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, man. definitely. Praise God. Yeah. yeah and that even that that um what was it saturday morning for hyc i mean for uh hyphen, hyphen conference, conference. Yeah. you you let a, a set by yourself mm-hmm. where you sang uh the song in english and then in spanish mm-hmm. that was really cool um, Thank you. to see you worship there by, up there by yourself because um, it's it's you're always more comfortable with with a band and with uh, other choir members and other pra- uh, you know singers up there but when you're up there by yourself and um, you're doing it by yourself it's definitely a different it's a different it's a different atmosphere mm-hmm. and uh, I think you did really really well Thank um, you. Praise God. The song was the song was cool. The band was tight. That band. Um, oh my yes. gosh, I love that band. Let's that just band. give a shout out. That, that band. Jeremiah Brewer on keys. This guy is shout a monster. Shout out to Jeremiah. Uh, Aaron. Uh, how do you say? It? Yeah, Castrion on, on drums. Mm-hmm. Fire. John David on guitar. Fire. The goat. The goat. Fire. <laughs> uh, what was the young man? What was the young man on uh, on organ? What's his um, name? He's from uh, he's from oh, uh, San Diego name. too. I think it's Joshua. Yeah, Josh I hope something. That's it. Uh, but I just apparently, met him recently. Yeah. Apparently, that was his first time playing organ. No way. No, like like ever. Oh, you talking about the dude that was from Anchor? Yeah. That was um. His name is uh. Was his name Joshua? I'm a check. Jacob. It, Jake. No, it's not Jacob. No, I thought maybe Jacob. it wasn't Jacob. Brody, we're gonna My bro, I apologize. My we bro. messed up your name like I'm that so many sorry. times. But apparently, Jeremiah was saying that was his, literally his first time playing organ. Wow, Literally. and he killed. Yeah, because he because he, he plays keys, but he hadn't played organ before. Jordan, I, Jordan, it's Jordan. Jordan. There you go. Yeah. We're Jordan. close, Jacob. Yeah. Josh, Jordan, my dude. Jordan. I'm so sorry. Oh man, Jordan. No, he was really really good. That guy is legit. Yeah. And then the nervous. young man on second keys, uh, Adam. Adam, he's from Orange. He's from church. that church. Yes, right? He's from that church. Yeah. Uh, who else was up there? That was every, uh, oh, uh, Ralphie uh, Albright. Ralph Marino. Yep. He was on acoustic guitar. And then uh, John, John Albrecht on bass. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, great band. That I was always, a great I always band. love watching them play together. They're a really good band, mm-hmm. uh, especially Jeremiah. He's really good at getting everybody to do what they do best yeah. and organizing everybody. Yeah, we had we had a great time at Hyphen Conference. Hyphen um, Conference was awesome. Hyphen w- Conference was. You know what? I think that I think the wow that that's our <laughs> biggest. Besi- well, obviously besides NAYC. But that's our biggest like hyphen thing. That's my favorite event in yeah. the year, yeah. period. Yeah. And then we're well, United is kinda like it's still kinda new. You, well, United, new we had new one. Ish. We, we had, had one. We had one, yeah. yeah next year is the second one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I'm Crazy. Excited. I'm excited, definitely. Man, and I'm going all the awesome. days. I'm going all the days now. Yeah. Last yeah. year I was only able to make it one. Just one on day. Saturday, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You brought me that suit, came yeah, in yeah. clutch. Yeah. 
But right. when, when do I not come in clutch, though? Never. That's you never question. not clutch. <laughs> never not clutch. But, yeah, so you started singing when you were super young. Yeah. Um, I I mean, I don't know if you're comfortable, but you can say or you cannot say. It doesn't matter. Uh, well, it does matter, but. You okay. know, it, does, <laughs> it does matter. It does right. matter, but we're not gonna it's we're not to gonna you. say anything now. Yeah, it's up to you. <laughs> no, um, are you thinking about new music um, on another level, as far as like releasing some of your own music, some of your own projects, anything like that? Yes, that we would like because that would be this cool. Is the golden For question, the everybody. <laughs> Look, that would be cool. Everybody always wants to know. Give the people what they want. Yeah. <laughs> you know, th- I will give the answer. I always give if God opens up the door. I'll do it if God allows. Um, I don't know. That's something I would like to do. Um, if the timing's right, I'm I'm in. I love music. It's my passion. Mm-hmm. I love the Lord. He's the obsession. So put two were, and two together. I'm ready if he wants right, me to. Because you were on Frankie's uh, song, right? I, yeah. Frankie Taylor released a song, Go Get It Right Now. In control. It's called in control. in control. It's really good. And you, and you did the vocals. You were I, I was on BGVs, on yeah. That yeah. Was fun. yeah, that's so cool. Um, what'd you say? I said hashtag pre order. It's already out. It's released. Saying, like, <laughs> Don't play the people, Lorkel. <laughs> hashtag release. <laughs> it's oh already out. Um, out now. Yeah, I think that would be cool, though. If you could, if one day you get to that, to that point where you are able to release some. It's kind of scary. It's like. It's scary to think about releasing something you wrote because you don't you just don't know how it's going to be received. Yeah, and I think I, sure. I just have to get past that, I guess. Yeah. And you, there's definitely people who are in our organization that are close to you that could give you advice and things like that. So yeah. even Frankie himself. Most definitely. So, yes, that was great. Um, yeah, really Serena, good. thank you so much for coming on and, you know, sharing your heart with us about, you know, missionary work and your personal experiences. Um, make sure you guys follow us on uh instagram at manifest podcast we are still looking for team members we're still um, looking for team members look uh you know we're we're in a new phase to where now we feel like we need to add people to the team to to make this run better mm-hmm. so if you're interested in in helping us uh helping us out with uh graphic design or um media editing let us know hit us up at manifest podcast on instagram one day we're gonna get a twitter probably not soon but one day <laughs> Um, what day? One day. Uh, yes. Um, thank you again, Serena, for thank being you. on. Thank you. Of course. Yes, Happy thank to. You. Yes. Honor. Uh, and then also, we want to plug your stuff. All yeah. Right. How do you? How how would someone follow you on Instagram or um, at Serena Rees? S E R E N A dot R U I Z. And I'm only on Instagram. <laughs> Wait, right. you can have a dot on Instagram? Yeah. yeah period. Yeah. Hmm. In your username? Oh, hey, mm-hmm. hey, Uncle dot Carl. There you go. Fire. Oh, what, okay. We're going to check it right now. I'm going to try it. All I'm right. going to try it. For those we'll of see. you that are listening right now, it may not we're, be Furious <laughs> Carl anymore. Yeah, we're, de- <laughs> we're debating on, on changing my Instagram name it, between what I have now and uh, some some variation of Uncle Carl. Yeah. <laughs> or the Uncle Carl. <laughs> dope. Dope. I need dope, the backstory dope. on that another day. Yes. Dope, dope. Uh, yeah, we'll tell you. <laughs> All yeah. right. Uh, thanks again for listening. This is Carleone. And this is Logan. And this is The Manifest, and we're out. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like what you heard, please consider rating and sharing with friends.